Welcome in everyone to episode five of Who's Together podcast. I am your co-host, Lauren Moses, here with uh, Bestie. Quinn Blanding, and I'm in the car with it today. <laughs> Got to change up the scenery just a little yeah, bit, just a little bit. Um, but we are happy this week, Quinn, right? Because we got a win. We're going to be talking about UVA football. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things that I've been hearing just, you know, in the comments and just in mm-hmm. general in the college sports world of just misconceptions of athletes. Yeah. And then Quinn got to chat it up with a former teammate. I did. It was great. It was it was good. And, you know, we'll tell you a little bit about it later. We're just going to yeah. say we chopped it up with a former alumni that's doing very well right now for himself so we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a little bit but yeah so now let's let's get into this episode today you know like you said you've been reading the comments and you know this misconception of like a college athlete yeah and let's start on your take of it because i mean of course you know you played basketball at uva and you know women's basketball is kind of looked upon it's kind of like downplayed and it's not really supported to the way it should be mm-hmm. um, when you're not at like the elite level, like playing at like the elite level, winning championships and all that, et cetera. So yeah. like, what is your thoughts on that? And I mean, from the comments you've been reading, I know we talked about it, but what are some of like the comments and like, how do you feel about it? Yeah. So like in regards to your first point, being a female athlete in general, you know, whether whatever sport that a woman is playing, it's usually just not highly regarded as the men's sport um and so from that aspect i just can't remember when we were when i was playing at uva and it was just like this conception that we don't do as much as the men do (laughs) even though our programs whether that was lifting whether that was conditioning whether that was treatments practice schedules we ran where practices like literally the guys would start practice or they would go into practice and we have already started practice. They would come out of practice and we're still practicing. And they would be like, you guys like practice for three hours. And it's like, yeah, we do, we do all of the same work as the men, um, which I think obviously comes into conversations when you talk about salary pay gaps and things like that on the professional level between men and women. Um, but in general, I feel like misconceptions that college athletes get, especially at the University of Virginia is like, they don't care about uh, academics or they don't, they don't understand how important academics is because their sport is first and da, 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 da. But I feel like at Virginia, we were always held to the standard of academics comes first. My household, I was, (laughs) I had to make sure that I had great grades in order for me to even attend a practice, let alone play a game. Um, for you, Quinn, can you remember any misconceptions as a football player? Because that even adds in like a little wrinkle um, because, you know, they just they are they a lot of people say that football players don't care about academics. Yeah, which is I mean, I get it. And, you know, it's just that notion of just saying, you know, I'm going to play college ball to make it to the NFL. Um, yeah. That's everyone's livelihood is to say, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, you train all these hours since whatever age you started, or even if you started later than most, you know, the dreams is just going to play in the NFL and like, no one has a plan after the NFL. No one ever thinks about what I want to do after the NFL. Everyone's just saying, I'm going to go to the NFL. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to start this business, start that business, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, that misconception there is just like, you know, we're just jocks. Like we're just people who, you know, just want to 
play, you know, a, a barbaric sport and just say, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to get paid for doing what I love to do. And so, you know, that's just, you know, that's what it, it comes with the territory. Yeah. You know, it, it comes with the territory. And but, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, I'm glad that I went back my junior year or my senior year and got my degree because now it landed me in places that like I never knew I could be. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in medical sales. Like I never thought in a million years I'd be here. So I thought like, you know, most, you know, I'm going to play in the NFL for a long time. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to get that, you know, monthly check for being, you know, passing those those three years, Yeah, you know, just to get my benefits. But it's just like I'm blessed that I've changed that narrative of just being an athlete. Yeah. But I think that's what it comes down to. It's just in your mind. It's just all you know is sports, sports, sports. And that and so, brings me to my next point, yeah. because you can't fault someone for feeling that way if that's yeah. all they know, especially people who might not have had a great support system coming up and they are yeah. just thrown into a sport or thrown into an activity and they're told you need to go out and be the best at this thing mm -hmm. so that you can make money at some point and, you know, make a living for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it comes to judgment, I just always feel like, uh, like you don't know what people's like, what people have gone through. You don't know what their, what their upbringing was like, but I think that the University of Virginia was a great space for if you didn't know that going into it, there was someone in your ear telling you like, hey, you're more than this athlete. You're more than this yeah. game. You're more than this sport. Um, but another but it's also, but it also to, to that point, it's also it's how you take it too as an athlete. Like, yeah. you know, we get judged a lot regardless. I mean, especially going to the University of Virginia, you know, they just think we got in because we were just talented. Yeah. like to play a sport but yeah. you we also yes we have to be talented but we also have to have the grace to get into the university of virginia yes. i've sat behind the scenes of recruiting and seen you know what we can get in into that university and i've seen what we can't get in even if you have all the talents in the world i've seen you know, you still have to have a certain level of academics to get into the school. And just like regular students, like you yeah. can't just have good grades and not have anything else on your, on your like from high school, no community service or no extracurricular yeah. activities or no story. Right. Because you still have to write letters. You still have to write essays and you're still yeah. putting something else forward aside from your grades. And as an athlete, we're still doing that. We're doing it in raising money <laughs> for this university. Um, mm -hmm. And so obviously you can go back and forth all day about it, but I just yeah. think that there are so many misconceptions about college athletes and just like you said, kind of just being jocks, some of them. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. Yeah. There are people who do not care about active academics, athletes who don't. Um, but I don't think it's, to, I don't think it should be something to knock athletes for. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either because you got to think these people spend more than a thousand hours. You know, I'm just saying a thousand hours because it's easy just to say a thousand hours. Yeah, It's times 10 of that hours times a thousand of those hours. Like we've been doing this since we were young kids. It's always yeah. going to be, it's always going to be taken differently because of perspectives, right? Everybody's yeah. perspective is different. If you have never been able to, wear this person's shoes. Um, I don't know how you can speak yeah, so, so, so much about it um, and be so passionate about it. But we have better news and better things to talk about because we got a win this week. UVA we football. Let's clap it up. 
Ooh. It, I was scared at first. UVA football. Well, yeah, I was scared at first. So UVA football is now three and four. Um, yeah. they had a okay offensive, okay, you know, special teams, but their defense. It was their yeah, defense yeah. recording eight sacks. Um, yeah. so that total surpassed the uh, program history. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat Georgia Tech sixteen to nine. And yeah. you said started off saying that you were scared at first. What were you scared about? It, it got rough in the beginning. Uh, I mean, you know, we had because I think they were up at one point on us. I think yeah. like early in the game, it was an interception. Yeah, pick six, and it just like. It was like they threw a pick, we threw a pick. You know, they threw a pick, we threw a pick six. And it's like, here we go. And it's like, but it's only like, it's it's like, you were just like, man, like, what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it wasn't adding up. It wasn't making sense. I think personally, like, I think we did have an improvement, but I don't think we are still where we need to be. I think, like, defense-wise, like, I give those guys credit. They played their tails off. They played with energy. They they started to find an identity. I don't think it's truly there yet as a defense, but it's coming. Because, you know, we look at Georgia Tech. Um, I mean, I know they were coming off a two-game winning streak. Um, they played tough against some opponents. Um, they, I think they beat Duke, who yep. we lost to. Yep. And so, you know, just seeing how they are, you know, but it's just like, mano e mano, we're better. Like at the at the end of the day, we're better than you know what we truly showed and played with, and so I think that's the part I'm all, I'm really sad about is because like we literally like we're mono e mono with them, yeah. like we played down to their level. I yeah. wanted to see us really like open our offense up, like have our defense play how they play, but go a little step further. Like I mean, yeah, we had eight sacks, but you know, get into the real logistics of things, you know, their offensive line was terrible. You know, they were playing with like, I don't know what backup quarterback he's been <laughs> to like 20 different schools. I feel like at this rate, um, but it's just like, you know, then I seen a press conference after um, for that last play, he ran out of bounds. Georgia quarterback Tech said, quarterback? Yeah. Georgia Tech's quarterback. When he ran out of bounds, he said, I couldn't even throw it past 60 yards. Like, so, you know what I mean? I expected yeah. us to like, kind of, once I seen their starting quarterback go down, which he's really good. I like him as a quarterback there for Georgia Tech, and I think he's, you know, changing that program around. But mm-hmm. I thought we were just going to go in and it, we were just going to steamroll. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just one of those games you look forward to, like, going to the season. Like, you know they're going to play tough, but it's like – I think it needed. I think it's baby steps, right? Like you know, I you know me as an alumni, and, <laughs> I you know I put a lot. You're of like you're like tough love. I don't care. Tough, yeah, <laughs> tough love. Let's go. Let let's get it going because I think you know when it comes down to that, it's like yeah, we can take baby steps. And I know this is a rebuild year, and I support the rebuild year. I mean, hey, Tony Elliott, you know, came in and he's three and four right now. We still have more games to go, but. I mean, it was more than Minnehaha came in his first year. It's three and four. You know, we were two and ten. So at least it's one game better. So that's the baby <laughs> step right there. It's one game better. And they and still have five we, more to go. That's what I'm saying. And so now when we get there, it's like, yo, we got to rip this little Band-Aid off and no. we got to go. It's not like, you know, this is really going to determine the rest. Like, not even say, like, 
you know, the rest of the games are going to determine how we identify ourselves. Because, I mean, Miami comes in next week. They took a loss. And so to Duke. And so it's now it's like, okay, Miami's not good. Turning, this is the turning point. For it sure. is. And I believe it's let's rip the Band-Aid off. There's no more like, you know, you know how your parents are like, you know, let's let's get them to walk it. No, let stand them up. And he's <laughs> either gonna walk or they're gonna fall. <laughs> how do you want to be? And that's what it comes down to. Like we talked about last episode, is like if you get punched in the mouth, are you gonna you gonna fall or you gonna fight back? Now it's time mm-hmm. to it's time to fight back at this rate. And we gotta show that. Like I give them credit. We won the game. I'm I'm happy of those guys. I'm proud of those guys. But now it's time to go. It's you got that taste of winning. Let's go. Let's keep it going now. And that's what Brennan Armstrong said after the game. He said, hopefully, I don't know if hopefully would have been a word I would have chose, but he said, hopefully it catapults us into the rest of the season. And we talked about it a couple episodes ago, I want to say, about his record setting um, throw, which I can't remember what number we were at back then, but he has passed. Yeah, it was like 56, 55 yeah, or something. Okay. So he's at, yeah, he's yeah. at 57 now. So um, he's leading. That's now, good. That's, that's huge. Exactly. Um, so kudos to him. Kudos to the football team for getting a win. I will say to add on to what Quinn is talking about is just it needs to be cleaned up. It's yeah. like everyone is just doing their own thing at different moments of the game. And you're like, yay. And then you're like, what the hell? Like, it's just, it don't make so sense. Like yes. It's so much of a roller coaster. Like yeah. it's kind of insane. But again, this is a first year under a new head coach. Uh-huh. We are a team that is growing, um, learning, uh, trying to, play hard i will say that they, they are trying to like play really hard and now, get them in yeah. trouble sometimes now, now they're now they're playing hard now yes yes now. this game today gets them in oh, trouble that game. sometimes that game that, they game. Played, that game they played hard yes they played um, hard. but yeah like i was saying gets them in trouble sometimes but this is the time to turn it around family and weekend bro. in charlottesville versus Miami, what are they gonna have to do? We have to play hard nosed football and we're gonna have to play like we never played before. <laughs> because Miami's coming off of a loss to Duke. They're not playing so well either over there. And so And they're they are prone to turning over. They can be turned over pretty well. So if our yeah. defense, I think they had eight in their game against Duke. Eight yeah. turnovers. Um, so if our defense can bring just an ounce of what they brought for Georgia that's Tech it. plus some. That's it. But even that, it's just we have to play on offense. Like as a defense, you know, a, a, a defensive player as myself, you know, we only can stop with so many touchdowns. Yes. I mean, the other team is on scholarship. The other team is there for a reason. And so we as a defense, you know, Keep balling, keep playing hard. You know, it's going to be tough, but you just got to, you got to limit points. I mean, we've been doing that, which is good, but we just got to continue to limit points. But now when we get to offense, we got to play offense. We have to score. Like we were in the red zone. I can't even think how many Mm. times we were in the red zone last game. And I don't even want to count because it was disgusting. Yeah. And then on top of that, we got to score for one. And then on top of that, our kicking game has to get has better. Has to improve. 
it has to get better. Like I get it, you know, it's it's just your job. You make field goals. Like, you know, I'm not blaming you for anything, you know. But, but everyone has a job and everyone's everyone job is equally important. And you you have to execute your job at the highest ability no matter what. Virginia's win over Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech was the first since 2008. So there are a lot of good things about this win that I think that they need to hold on to to go back home because, like we said, they have five games left of their season. Four of those five games are at home. They are not proud of the way that they played against Louisville. Nobody is proud about that game. So they have four chances to – really put on a show and just dominate mm-hmm. and have crazy experiences in Scott. Like, man, there have been so many great experiences, like as a fan in Scott yeah. stadium, when y'all are like clicking. Yeah. It's fun. Like that it, it, they it's have serious. not been able to experience yet under coach Elliot. And you don't want to wait until his second year. I mean, you know, you can wait until his second no, year too, but you, you don't, don't want to do that. Like you don't want this entire season to go by and not have an amazing winning experience in Scott Stadium with those amazing fans. You don't. You don't. Because it's just at the end of the day, like going back to like the Minute Hall like era. Um I know I played two years, but I played two years for Mike London. Um mm-hmm. in that stop. And so Ooh. like yeah, we were good on offense, but like our defense had the identity. Like my first two years, we were a top ten defense. Like we were Balling on defense. Our offense, yeah, we couldn't, we just couldn't, we couldn't get the weapons we needed to score, which is okay. Like, you know, whatever. We get to the follow, you know, the next two years. My my sophomore, my junior year, we go two and ten. But I promise you, they feared us as a defense because we was playing from the first quarter to after the game. We were ready to fight somebody. Yeah. And like those memories there is what we need to be like. I think it's just it's too calm. Yeah. It's like we're too calm now. Like we're but, too like But it's it's the football team's job to get people amped up, right? Because if it wasn't for what y'all were doing out in the field and yeah. what you even it didn't even turn always turn into wins. Like some of the hardest fought games didn't turn into wins during those especially during those last two years, right? So yeah. it's like Give give the fans something to go crazy about because when you do, they will not stop going crazy every oh, single time. They won't at all. And I promise you, they they love me because they knew what I was going to do. <laughs> I was turn up and I don't care if we lose it. Yeah. I'm going to let you know I'm there and I'm still fighting. But yeah, you know, we're going to see next weekend. Well, this weekend coming up. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be there back yeah. at Scott Stadium. I haven't been there all season. Um, so I'm going to go down. I'm going to watch it. Have fun. It's lit. It's lit. Yeah, you know. Well, we got to get into this interview, right? Because you talked to the Alameda Zacchaeus of the Atlanta Falcons, Mm -hmm. former University of Virginia wide receiver. How'd that go? It was great. Um, And I think you're going to learn a lot. Uh, Everyone knows O doesn't speak a lot, but, you know, he's he's really like a brother to me. Um, You know, we've always joked around, talked, but. He's done my other podcast, too, as well, um, that I have on my own. But, you know, it's just good to see, you know, people still grinding, still shining and just getting the light of just understanding how it is in the NFL. Just understand it's still a grind, like no matter what, like, yeah, you made it like, you know, he's going on his fourth season, you know, and so that's kudos to him. Yeah. But it's still a grind. Like people don't understand that. People just think, oh, you know, you 
once you get past like year one, it's just like, oh, you know, I don't really got to work. Like, no, you got to work. It's a dog fight every day. And so talking to him was great. And, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, he was able to do it. And, you know, you know, he always comes through for me. So it's always great to have a, a relationship there with, you know, a former athlete. So it was great. So you guys, you know, stay tuned. We're going to get into that interview right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. One of our own, our alumni, our brother from another mother. <laughs> My guy, Olamide Zokiyas. My boy, Quinn, thank you for having me. Yes, no, we, we'd love to have you. We we want to just give you your flowers. I know a lot of podcasts are doing it now. We want to sure give you your flowers for, you know, not only going to a prestigious university, but being able to further your career and playing in the NFL for what four years now, I think going on. Yep. Going on four years now. And it's just a blessing. And we want to give you, you know, your flowers while you're still here and just everything that's going on in your career. Um, but today we just, we just wanted to touch bases with you. We wanted to see how you're doing, you know, have you been watching UVA football? You know, what's going on in O's world? I will say I do hate how the announcers say your name. Like, I get mad every week watching Atlanta play because they don't know how to say your name right still. But, you know, they, that's – They still fuck it up. They still mess it up. So, it's just like it is what it is at this rate. But, you know, for starters, you know, of course we've been having a rocky year. Um, but – just so far, what are your thoughts on it? Like, how do you feel the season is going, and what are what are your thoughts on UVA football right now? So, from what I've seen, I haven't watched every game, um, but I've seen uh, the early ones, and then I watched some of it last night. And uh, I think there's there's a, there's a common theme of what's you know what's going on is just like self inflicted wounds, yeah. self inflicted wounds, you know, turnovers, um, you know turnovers mainly, you know, drop passes, um, penalties. Yeah. Penalties killing us. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's just we got we to gotta lock in on those things, especially when we get in the red zone and stuff when we're trying to score. We can't be having having those those mishaps. Yeah, so it's good that I think that we have an offensive person up here because right now our offense is a little rocky, struggling a little bit. Um you being in Atlanta, which is ironic, our offensive coordinator was from Atlanta. And sure. so, you know, we've seen what he's done. You know, he's done in the NFL, and now we're seeing what he's doing in, at UVA. But going from just that standpoint, learning that offense from what he was doing in the NFL, now seeing it played out in college. And, I mean, I know you guys put up points plenty of times in the NFL. Do you see any similarities from like what he's done in the NFL to college? Yeah, for sure. I was, when I was watching the game last night, I seen I seen a very similar play, <laughs> like, oh, almost the same thing. I said, "Oh, that's that's that right there." I know, I know that play. Yeah, but um, like, uh, I know, I know it's different. It's it's different. It's a, it's an NFL, it's an NFL offense for sure, and uh, like it takes time to get used to. So you know, there's gonna be those growing pains as you know as as we have, but. I think you just got to keep working, working them out. Just keep trusting, you know, that the coaches, you know, have the best interest for, you know, the team and the offense. But uh, I definitely know, like, especially at quarterback, um, it, it, could, it could be a lot at first. 
But uh, you just got to keep working through it, just trust it, and then uh, it, it'll start to click. So going from there, and I think this is a good segue to talk about, because you played with me my sophomore year, your freshman year, where we had Coach London, you yeah. know, a different offense, a different everything, coaching staff, everything. And then we happened to go into the following year with a new coaching staff. Everyone's brand new, and it's we go 2-10. and 10. And I know we still have some games to play left. You know, we can still – we have the opportunity to win out. But just what were your thoughts, like, going through that year of understanding, learning a new system again, even though you just came in from high school, learned a new system, now you had to learn another new system. And then on top of that, we went to intent. What was, like, the mindset of, behind it? Because I think right now as we've seen – you know, our offense struggled a little bit that year where, yeah. you know, we would show glimpses of, you know, high power, you know, flashy, we're, we're, we're good. But then it was other times like right now and, you know, back in that time too, we just didn't look like we were on one page. So like, yeah. what, what is the thoughts like, you know, being from kind of like a similar situation, being on offense? Yeah. Like, um, like I said, it's just like, there's this little nuances and things that you have to learn in the offense that you, you have to get used to, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially with a new coaching staff. They want things done a certain way. Yeah. And uh, especially when you're, you're still learning offense, you know, you could be thinking about a lot of things. You know, you're thinking about uh, I have to read such and such or defense or whatever. And, um, you know, that, that, that can contribute to just thinking too much while you're on the line. It's like, oh, uh, what's the play, what do I have, and then jump off sides or fall start or whatever. So, like, I know it was, a, it was an adjustment for, for a lot of people when, when we were there, for sure. So I can I can imagine what it's like now, um, you know, for those guys there. Like, I'm sure it's the same for you on defense, too. Like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of new calls, a lot of new things that you have to, you know, that the coaches are asking of you. So uh, it could be tough. It could be tough. It could be tough. So now transitioning from that, like, let's just talk about your NFL career. Um, you know, you've played with some pretty great people over there in Atlanta. So, like, tell me about your journey. I mean, I know it's been four years, but, you know, once you kind of pass that third year, you know, threshold, you're kind of considered a vet now. And yeah. so it's like you're you're one of the vets on the team. So, like, how has that career been? Like, how has the NFL been to you in your career? Uh, it's, it's been it's been grimy, not like grimy in, in the sense of like you know kind of like shady, but just like just getting out the mud, man. Like just working for everything, and uh, you know had had a coaching change two years ago. Um, yeah. It's you know same thing, learning new offense, learning new terms, terminology, uh, different culture, different system. Like, but uh, you know like like you said before, it's a blessing, man. Like. It's something that you just you can't take for granted. It's something I don't take for granted. But uh, it's been hard, bro. It's been hard. Like, I, 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 but I love it though. You know, Coach Mendenhall molded molded us to love the hard thing. <laughs> oh, and, I, no, I that's good. It. And I I think that's very important to a lot of people that don't understand that came from like seeing Mike London, then going to Mendenhall, and just seeing that difference and what he instilled in us. I mean. That's all we know. Like I was walking outside the other day. It's like 30 degrees up here where I'm at. Like, I'm just like, like I said, oh, it's cold. Like I can feel this cold. I walked outside. I'm like, this is nothing. Like, it's, and I was on the phone. They were like, that's nothing. 
I don't been in worse conditions. I'm not even. I'm not Icicle. even worried about it. Icicles on a gold pole. That's People and that's the story that. I go back to every single time. And I was and I was telling I was like we had an indoor and our doors were still open, so it didn't even matter. Like our doors were open to the indoor. It had never made sense to me. But so with going on that and like you said, um, you know, you mentioned that that hard work and that, you know, hard things together kind of mentality that was instilled in us. How did UVA kind of play in that? Like did UVA had a play in like building you as who you are now in your NFL career or like or did it not? Like and this is just we just want the real, you know, we want to give the people the real like if it did, it did. If it, it did it and did it, you know. Uh, it, it definitely did. It definitely did. Um, especially when uh when Coach Mendenhall got there, like yeah. It's just you just like any. I, I felt like I can, I can attack anything. Like I, you 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 know like bro, that was, it was hard, bro. Every day, every day was hard. So it's just like, like you said, like your mindset just changed about everything. So like my mindset about everything, I can do anything. I can do anything. I feel like I can do anything. And, like, it just transitioned not only in football, but, you know, life and, like, little things like the weather. Like, like it's not that cold. Yeah. Like, it, it might be 30 degrees or whatever, but it's, it's not that cold. Like, <laughs> I've been in way worse conditions doing way worse things. Like, but, like, it definitely, definitely carries over, you know. Like, I'm, and you can attest to it, too. Like, I'm, I'm sure. But it, it definitely it carries over for sure. For sure. So with that, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. I know you're busy. Um, you know, I know you got to prepare for this weekend. Just two, two. Well, we got one more question. Then I want to do some like little fast round questions with you, just because you know me, I'm always good with you, you know, it. you know me, I'm good for that. So, oh, me and oh, I actually had the opportunity to do one of my own podcasts with QB Knows, and we had a ball doing. Um, are you smarter than a fifth grader? So. Did I win? Oh, did no, I win you did not. Oh, yeah, win. No, you did not. <laughs> win. Trust me. No one's beat that. But so going like, you know, having a successful four year career, you know, at UVA had the opportunity. Now you're in your fourth year in the NFL, you know, successful, you know, still grinding, still doing what you got to do. What would be like a piece of advice you would give back to UVA as a team you know, offense or like a receiver group. I mean, you can do whichever one you, you choose or defense too. I mean, you you run against them every day. So what would be like one piece of advice that you would give them like through to finish this season strong? Uh, adversity is a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the journey. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to embrace it. Like don't don't shy away from it. Like, you know, we, we dealt with adversity – you know, in college, like I've dealt with adversity in the NFL, in my regular life, like like it's a part of the journey. That's what makes you know the success that much meaningful and that much more, you know, um, satisfying. It's like you remember those those tough times that you had, and it's like you know we we pushed through that, like we pushed through that, and we found a way to to get through it and get to the point that, that we are right now. So, um, like that's the biggest thing. It's like. Adversity is either going to break you or it's going to push you to another another place that you've never been in your life, like mentally, physically. So, um, like that's the that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. And that like adversity shouldn't affect how you prepare, or how you prepare for each week, your mindset towards each week. Like, yeah, um, 
it's just gotta it's gotta be you gotta be developed will your will has to be developed so um yeah like just embrace that that would be my advice there you have it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> straight like that from olamide zakias <laughs> but before we go i have five questions right and it, it, it's rapid questions so it's like boom first boom thing, boom like first thing that comes to your mind right. let's answer all right all right all right, so the first question is texting or talking? Talking. Okay. What's your favorite day of the week? Monday. Monday? What? Okay. Yeah. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. I got two more. Would you rather be able to speak every language or be able to talk to animals? Speak every language. Okay, now the I think the question everybody wants to know: How long does it take you to get ready on Sundays? Uh, dang, oh my god, like mm -hmm. four hours. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But we want to thank you, you know, and give you your flowers. You know, we want to just shine light on you know everyone that's came through this program, everyone that's come through UVA. So we definitely want to shine light on you and, and give you your flowers as well. I mean, you're doing an amazing job, so keep it up. Wake up every morning with drive. Survive, we had to win. Started from the dirt and the rubble. I had to be the needle that was popping your bubble, letting the air out, walking with a clear route. How we gonna rise today? I'm making mine today. Go make yours. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube.